Today on We Shall Be Free, we're going to introduce ourselves and tell you a little bit about what this podcast is going to be. Welcome to We Shall Be Free. Hello, friends, and welcome to We Shall Be Free. I am your host, Andrew Monson, and to kick things off, let's talk about a little bit about what this podcast is meant to be. Kind of the vision and the purpose of this podcast is just to help lift and inspire others. I want to be able to to raise people up out of wherever they may be by sharing how myself and how others have overcome their struggles. There may be a point that someone is just needing that little bit of encouragement and hopefully this podcast will end up doing that. Now, I also want to share about what we're going to talk about on this show. We're going to talk about current events. We're going to talk about food. We're going to talk about family. We're going to talk about life. We're going to talk about health. We're going to talk about just about anything that you can think of. And just how through some of these things, we've been able to overcome some of those challenges. Now, one question I want to ask you is, how do you know that you've walked away a better person from some of these challenges that you may be facing. Short answer, the fact that you actually walked away from the experience and not let it beat you says a whole heck of a lot about you overcoming the trials in that experience. I want to share with you about a trial that I struggle with every single day. And I'm going to get personal in some of these, uh, but not too personal. The struggle that I have every single day is with type 1 diabetes. I was diagnosed about seven or eight years ago, and it's been a struggle every single day. You ask any diabetic, they've got highs, they've got lows. It, it just is a struggle every single day. Um, when I was first diagnosed, well, just before I was diagnosed, I was working on a weight loss plan. I weighed about 280 pounds, and I was just really working to, to get my weight off. I ended up getting sick. whole family was down for about three weeks. After the rebound of that, uh, I was still working on this weight loss program, and realized, you know what, I can eat just about anything I want and I'm still losing weight. And I was drinking about a gallon of water a day, if not more, doing everything that I should. I was working out uh, with my job. I was on the move all the time. Uh, and it it just was was incredible that I was losing so much weight so quickly. And I thought I had found the ideal weight loss plan. And we were expecting our last couple of kids ended up having twins and it was right about that time that they were born that it was about February or so that we all got sick and I weighed 280 pounds when they were born I weighed 160 pounds so in the course of about nine months I dropped 120 pounds thinking, great, this weight loss program is awesome. 
And my mom came to me one day and she said, you know, son, you look good, but you don't look good. You, you, you don't just look real healthy. You kind of got a little bit of a gray complexion. You should go get yourself checked out. So I did. I went and I didn't have any insurance at the time. And uh, in our neighborhood here, we've got a doctor's free clinic. I went and I saw them and they did a couple tests. They said, well, we think you may have type 2 diabetes. And I said, okay, whatever that meant. And they gave me some pills. They told me to come back in a couple weeks. And I did. Went home, took the pills for, for a couple weeks and came back and saw them. And they tested my blood sugar and it was off the charts. It was off the meter. And the nurse that was working with me she said, hold on just a second. I, I need to go talk to the doctor. So she went and talked to the doctor, came back and was just like, you know, let's check this one more time. It might've been a false reading. They checked it again, again, off the charts. The numbers didn't even register on the meter. My, my blood sugar was so high. And they said, you know, it's the weekend. We're not going to be able to do anything for you here. Let's have you go check yourself into the ER and go from there. And so I did. Went and checked myself in. They ran a whole bunch of tests. I had three days in the hospital and finally got my blood sugar back to a somewhat normal range, whatever you want to call that. And they gave me a number for a endocrinologist in my area. So I set up an appointment with that individual and went in and she said, uh, so you're a new type one diabetic. And I said, wait, 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 hold on. They told me I was type two. And she said, nope, it looks like you are a type one diabetic. So you'll be poking your fingers multiple times a day and giving yourself insulin shots multiple times a day. And this is just kind of the new life for you. And I kind of went to a not so good place emotionally with with hearing all that. I took a deep breath and just panic almost almost kind of set in as she was telling me all this. So I went along and I kept on seeing this doctor considering that she's one of the only ones that was in my local area. Um I'm about two to four hours away from any major city. And it was it was tough because for six years, it kept on being, you got to do better, you got to do better. And I was just getting so burnt out from hearing that all the time. I, I didn't know anyone else locally who was a diabetic. I didn't know of any support groups. I, I felt like I was just going at this all alone. And it even had gotten to the point where I decided to end my own life. And I thought suicide was going to be the only way out. And I now realize that events in my high school years actually kind of helped prep me for this, not, not realizing it until after the fact. And realizing that, you know, nobody knows what I'm going through. This is what I was thinking in high school. Nobody knows what I was going through. 
Nobody knows the troubles I've seen, you know, nobody knows my sorrows. And it was, it just felt hopeless. And back in high school, I had a thought come to my mind. Uh, now, I'm, I'm a Christian myself, and I thought, you know, if Christ was able to endure what he did for every single person, why can I not endure myself? And I decided to just pull up my bootstraps and, and try to figure this thing out. And so after a little while, I, I did end up finding another doctor that's four hours away from me. And it just so happens that they are also a type 1 diabetic and see type 1 diabetics. And also another doctor in that office is also a type 1 diabetic. So I finally felt like, you know what, there's going to be some hope here. Um, when I first started seeing that that doctor... I had gotten my A1C down to about an 8.2. Um, now, for those of you who don't know what an A1C is, it's about a three-month track record of what your blood sugar is on a three-month rolling average. When I first got diagnosed, my A1C was 14. Um, for regular person, no diabetes, your A1C should be 5.7 or less. So I was technically double the legal limit. But besides that, I started seeing this doctor. My A1C was at about 8.2. And things... I, I was just really wondering how this was all going to work with, with this new doctor and, and if anything was going to work. So after seeing them for about a year, I had finally gotten my A1C down to a 7. Which... I hadn't seen that number ever in my lifetime, even though I was just, you know, newly diabetic and I didn't know what the numbers should be. And that gave me a lot of hope and a lot of faith in what I was doing. Um, I'll give you guys an update here in a couple of weeks. I've got another appointment with them and, and let you know where I stand and and we can all have a celebration at that point. But kind of what I want to pull out of this is that, you know, we all have our own different experiences. We all have our own trials and we have to look at the silver lining in all of them. I thought I was stuck with this one doctor, but decided to take a leap of faith, drive the four hours to be able to go and see this other doctor and good things are happening. It can take one person to change your life and these doctors that I've been seeing have I feel like they have better helped me succeed than just putting some numbers in a spreadsheet and saying okay here you go and, and do better um, There's there's been a lot of grief throughout this process for me and a lot of hopelessness but when you have that one little speck of hope and faith that things will work out, they normally will. Right now it's time for Quote of the Day. 
Today's quote of the day is by Napoleon Hill. Whatever the mind of a man can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Whatever the mind of a man can conceive and believe, it can achieve. I'd like to thank you all for tuning into this podcast. Appreciate it. Please subscribe. And we will see you on the next show.